continuing from where we stopped the last time prayer initiative prayer initiative we said that there is something called prayer initiative the question was what is initiative what is initiative an action that you take initiative is an action that you take based on your experience based on your knowledge initiative is an action that you take based on your experience based on your knowledge that you embark upon not because you were told or compelled an action that you take based on your experience based on your knowledge that you embark upon not because you were told or compelled are we good so we got to say that in scripture when things happened everybody seems to know what to do in scripture that is when you read your bible you will notice that everybody in scripture in context of believers when something happened they knew what to do we looked at the example of simeon when Simeon had the prompting from the spirit that the Messiah would appear. He went to the temple to pray. So you will notice that they seems to know what to do. The same with prophetess Anna, the daughter of Finwell. Prophetess Anna, the daughter of Finwell. When she saw the baby Jesus, she had been waiting all her life for the fulfillment of the prophecy that God will become a man. The moment she saw the baby, nobody asked her to pray. She prayed. very key we also looked at our savior jesus and we said when jesus was being baptized when jesus was being baptized john didn't say 
everybody, as you are coming to be baptized, begin to pray. Look at Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Very interesting. Luke chapter 3, the verse 21. Now when all the people... He says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that that Jesus also being baptized, baptized, what was he doing? And praying. praying, What happened? The The heavens were opened. So my Savior knew what to do. Are you with me? Very interestingly, you can write this very important. Looking at what Jesus did whilst he was being baptized, it means it is not necessary what everybody was or is doing. If Jesus had looked around, nobody was praying. So he wouldn't have prayed. But knowing what God was doing in the earth, Jesus knew the initiative to pray. It's not what my friends are doing. You can be in the university. Somebody said, all my friends like going to play football every day, only me. You are worrying me to come to church. (laughs) There are certain initiatives. You could be the only person in your house praying. You don't need multitude. You don't need a collective action to take initiatives in life. There are certain things you do them when you are sensitive to what God is doing. The baptism of Jesus marks the beginning of his ministry. That is why after resurrection, when they were choosing a replacement for Judas, they said he has to be somebody who has been with us from John's baptism. So it was significant. There are certain things. So before a conference, you don't even need your pastor to say, this is a season of prayer. When you know God is up to something, you take the initiative. You take the initiative. When all men were being baptized, the only person who was praying was Jesus. All men were being baptized. Only Jesus saved Jesus. Prayer initiative. Next point. So we said, as a believer, when God is doing something, you pray. Some of us, somebody gives us promise, somebody tells us something, plans for us. We, <laughs> before we leave the person, in front of the person, you start testing people. 
there are certain things the moment you see signals you initiate prayer some of us would have still had certain divine relationships if we had initiated prayers when we got the privilege how is it that you are the only person who was chosen why you do i remember i went to a place with a group of pastors and i was the only person that senior man of god gave his number to like the bible says, is there not a cause i didn't ask for some asked for i didn't i said there are certain things when you see when you sense in your spirit why is pastor choosing me to do this they call for you to initiate prayer to preserve certain opportunities certain relationships that god places in your life so i'm saying there are certain opportunities there are certain relationships we would not have lost them if we had initiated prayer some lose great opportunity great great opportunities why they were not spiritual about the opportunities they had so as a believer when you see god is doing something when god is doing something you pray when God is doing something as a believer, you pray. And note that when it comes to prayer initiative, it is not necessarily because you had an encounter or you had a revelation. Don't forget we said initiative is taking an action by experience by knowledge you are saying things because you know ha huh? by things you have heard before pastor will say they are saying things when he hears it has happened to people when he hears certain stories it, it you don't need a prophet to talk to you Some people, when they play with their commitment to church, I just laugh. The Bible says Demas abandoned the work of God because of the love for the world. He abandoned. He was committed before. He was a cell leader. He was into ministry. Now he has abandoned the ministry for the world. Why is it documented in scripture for me to read it? the bible says those things that were that happened to them they are an example to you and i some of us we overrate ourselves it can never happen i can never lose this you are deceiving yourself so there are certain things in life you preserve them with prayer initiatives
you do. Is somebody with me? Look at the life of our Savior Jesus Christ again. Let's look at his prayer life. One, when he was about to choose his disciples, Jesus, God in man, God in man, when he was about to choose his disciples, he went for an all night. God in man. Why should God be praying? Is he not all knowing? <laughs> Yet God in man, Jesus, never took decisions outside of prayer. It's an example to us. That they are saying things I can't be casual about them. There are certain things I can't be casual about them. As a believer, I can't just allow people in, into my inner circle without initiating prayer. Is somebody here? He prayed all night. And very significantly, because he prayed all night, he knew what to do. One of the things that prayer does to us, does for us, it does, is that prayer helps us to know what to do. So several times when you have an issue, you go to a pastor, the first thing he asks you, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? For us, we will take the action, take the decision, get the anger, express our emotions. After we have tried everything and failed, then now we are coming to pray. Our Lord Jesus prayed all night. Another significant aspect of Jesus' prayer life we saw is that when there were several activities, Jesus would withdraw himself to go and pray. So one, when he's going to make choices, he initiated prayer. No, that was no one. One, the fact that the people around him were not praying does not mean he shouldn't pray. That I don't only pray when it is prayer meeting. I don't want to, I don't want people to think I'm too spiritual. Hey, it's your life. It's not about another person. It's your life. You have all been chosen to be coordinating cell meetings. It, you don't need somebody. You don't need pastor to call you and tell you. 
you have to put prayer into this work that has been committed to your hand. It's called prayer initiative. Again, whilst you are waiting, they are calling people, they are appointing people, they are assigning people assignments. You have not received anything. Instead of complaining, you initiate prayer. If truly they were being baptized, definitely there was a queue. And everybody is waiting for their turn. Whilst all men were being baptized, Jesus decided to initiate prayer. Why is it not recorded? Apart from the fact that he is God in the flesh. Why is it not recorded that when others were being baptized, the heavens opened? I am sure, and you agree with me, that his prayer definitely made a difference. Whilst all men were being baptized, Jesus being baptized and praying, the heavens opened. He had an open heavens. Why? So when everybody is not praying, Jesus is praying. When Jesus is going to make choices, even concerning people he's working with, he's going to work with, he prayed so that he will know what to do. When people come to me for counseling, they are thinking the pastor knows all things. Yes, you may know some things by experience in ministry, but whilst people are talking to me, every time I pray that God Tell me what to do. He's been with me from the day I started ministry. Even the things that I have answers to it. Even by experience, I still pray God give me wisdom. Don't forget that. When I even know what to do, I still pray for God's wisdom. There is no time you don't need God to guide you. You think Jesus would definitely not have done a background check of the people and yet he still prayed about them? So when nobody's praying, he's praying. When he's going to make choices, he's praying. When there's several activities, Jesus is praying. He withdraws. He withdraws. He withdraws. Don't be so occupied that you don't have a sacred time. You pray. There's the collective prayer. You must have time. Personal time. You spend praying concerning God's purpose and his assignment concerning your life.
some of us, because we learned prayer the wrong way, we only know how to pray when there's a problem. We don't only pray because there's an issue. That's why the Bible teaches pray always. Jesus withdrew himself, went to a desert place to pray. Is it not instructive that sometimes he even he withdraws himself from his disciples? They are not witches and wizards. They are the people he's doing the same work with. The same. The people supporting, assisting in his mission. Yet he withdraws himself from everybody. Including his disciples that everywhere you find him, you find them. He withdraws himself to go and pray. You have instances, the Bible says, and Jesus took his disciples to go and pray. Yes. Several times he will go with them. And then the Bible is also telling us that the same people, group of people, we are doing that mission together. Sometimes even those same people withdraw yourself. So there is a prayer that we initiate because we have been given an assignment. We go and pray together. And there is that prayer that only you. Pray concerning the assignment. Next point. Again, a believer must know that when you are engrossed in activities as a believer when you are engrossed in activities as a leader a coordinator even though rest is important if what you do when there is activity in ministry is to go and take a rest. You have missed everything you are supposed to do. I take it from the top. I said, as a believer, when you are being engrossed in activities, even as a leader, as a pastor, a coordinator, A cell leader, whatever you are doing, you must remember that when it comes to ministry, it is important we take a rest. But what you do when you are being, let's say we had the convention, so many things was done. Hey, right after we da is one of the things we first say. Says the moment what you do is to rest, you have missed it. 
You have missed everything you need to do. I wrote it this way. I said, if what you do when there is activity in ministry is to go and take a rest, you have missed everything you are supposed to do. The question is, did Jesus take a rest? Yes, he did. Jesus did take a rest. But he did more taking time to just go and pray. He did more taking time to just go and pray. So there is that thing called initiative in prayer. That every believer needs to have initiative of prayer that every believer needs to have. You need to have that initiative of prayer. And that initiative of prayer is that you don't have to be told to go and pray. The reason why it is called an initiative is because it's an action you take not because you were told to or compelled to but it's an action you take because you have knowledge and you have experience. You have seen it before. You have heard before. You have been advised before. Are you here? Again, in the Bible, upon the resurrection of Jesus, when he gathered his disciples, and according to Luke, he taught them for 40 days. After resurrection. And this is where we have Mark chapter 16 verse 15 down. After resurrection in the 40 days teaching. One of the things he told them is that go here into the world and preach the gospel. He that believe and is baptized is saved. He that believe not is them. Then he told them about the signs that will follow them that believe in his name. They were going to cast out devils. Heal the sick, pick up serpents and all that. It's the same 40 days teaching is when he spoke about what we call the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20. But what we don't have, consistently we hear instruction to preach, instruction to reach the world, instruction to raise disciples but there is no test of scripture after resurrection that Jesus instructed them to pray pay attention I said upon Jesus' resurrection there are several accounts of commission mandate ministry 
in matthew 28 he says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me go and make disciples commanding them whatsoever i have commanded you he says lo i am with you luke also comes and says to us you no know, from you have to go to mark first mark also gives his account in mark 16 15 that jesus says to the disciples after resurrection that they should what they should go ye into the world and preach to every creature then luke also tells us in luke chapter 24 they should tarry in jerusalem until they endure the power from on high he says, you shall be my witnesses. Luke chapter 24, 49. Let's look at 49. Luke chapter 24, 49. Luke chapter 24. Mm -hmm. The verse 49. Mm -hmm. And behold, I sent the promise of my father upon you. He says, I am sending the promise of the father upon you. Tarry ye in Jerusalem. Is that what he says? Uh -huh. until, ye be endued until you are high. endued with power from on high this is what jesus told them and in john john chapter 20 jesus spoke about the fact that whosoever sins you remit shall be remitted the bible says and he breathed on them then when you come to luke chapter 1 verse sorry ask chapter 1 verse 8 This is still upon resurrection. These are the teachings, the 40 days teachings of Jesus. Luke chapter 1 verse 8. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1, the verse 8. Mm. But ye shall receive power. He says you will receive power after that the, after Holy, that Ghost the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you, you shall, shall be, be my witnesses. Me both in Jerusalem uh -huh. and in all Judea and in, all Judea, and in, Samaria, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost. So imagine they are giving you fantastic prophecies and commissions. This is what you are going to do because I've resurrected. And I'm saying to you upon all this, there is no test of scripture that Jesus instructed his disciples they should pray. There is none. There is no instruction after resurrection that because of the commission, the mission, because of what is going to happen to you, you have to pray. There is no test like that. But they knew what to do. The disciples, even though Jesus did not tell them, there are things you don't have to be told. There are things you don't have to be told. Why? If you know God is going to do something with you, through you, by you, If you know God is going to do something through you, by you. If you are a spiritual person, you will pray. If you are a spiritual person. So he didn't add prayer to the instruction. 
But the disciples knew what to do. As chapter 1 verse 14. Jesus has said they should tarry. Just go and tarry. Wait until you are. So they should just be sitting there and folding their hand. Or posting on Facebook. <laughs> I sense God is about to do something big. I know. I mean, I know what God has told me. They were not going about bragging. As chapter 1 verse 14 through 16. What did they do? Whilst they were waiting for that which God himself has said he would do. As one fourteen through 16. He says what? As chapter 1 verse with one accord in what? In prayer and intensive prayer, supplication. Eh? With the women. Even Jesus' mother was part of the prayer. And with his brethren. Hey, how can Jesus' mother be praying? Yes, mommy. Why should he pray? Why should she pray? I gave birth to God. <laughs> The God that you people are, she, do you know he came out of me? So if God is in you, me is, is in me and through me. <laughs> That's what she should be saying. But Jesus' mother didn't have an excuse to pray. You don't have an excuse. Sorry. Jesus' mother didn't have an excuse not to pray. So what exactly is your excuse? Are you here? Jesus' mother, concentrate please. Jesus' mother had no excuse not to pray. When the disciples were gathering and praying, she should be resting in the house and say, Oh, you have you have you had an angelic encounter before? You know the prophecy I carry. That I'm blessed amongst all women. I mean women. W O M E. Jesus' mother. Jesus' mother. Why is Luke? Luke should not mention Jesus' mother. Because Jesus' mother was a disciple. So if you say the people were all set, at least we know that she should be there. But she's letting you know. Read it again. When I, when I study the Bible, there are certain things I pay attention to them. There are certain details. For me, I think there is something the writer wants me to learn. That's how a student of the Bible should approach why is he mentioning Jesus? Why did he mention any other person? He's mentioning Jesus' mother. And he says, Jesus says, Mary. Acts chapter 14, 1 verse 14. He says, Acts what? chapter 1 verse 14. Mm-hmm. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. Mm-hmm. And Mary, the mother of Jesus. Look, start from 13. Brethren. He did something very verse interesting. 13. 12. Then then they returned. So the place Jesus had told them that they should tarry in Jerusalem until they are, so they have come to Jerusalem. And when they got to Jerusalem, what happened? 
Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, uh-huh. which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Uh-huh. And when they were come in, they, they went, went up, up into the into upper room. An upper room. Mm-hmm. Where about both Peter Where and James there was and Peter, John James, Matthew, John, Philip Matthew, and Philip, Thomas, Thomas Bartholomew, Bartholomew Matthew, and Matthew, James, James the son of Alphaeus, Simeon, and Simeon Zelot, and, and Judas, Judas the, the brother, brother of James. James. These all he says, these all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. With the women. Please, is Jesus' mother not a woman? <laughs> With the women, then she said, "What again?" Mary, the mother of Mary, Jesus, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren, and with his brothers. Jesus had brothers, in case you don't know. This is not spiritual brethren he's talking about. That is Yesu Mame Banwode Nimuanum Sokahun. He brought Jesus' siblings. Are you here? And they all were with one accord. Pray, continue. 15. Verse 15. And in those days, and in those days, Peter, Peter stood up in the midst of the, midst of the disciples, disciples and said, The number of names together were about 120. So they were about 120. Brothers and sisters, I've told you this, I'm repeating it. When Jesus didn't have only 120 disciples. Oh. The 12 apostles are different. He had 120, he had 400. When he resurrected, he didn't appear only to the 12. No, several people. I'm sure when they started the 40 days convention, some came for first day and they didn't come again. Some had other engagements, so they can come the morning session. They can't come the evening session. Okay, I think. But the day of Pentecost, why is it that only 120 people had that experience? One of the most painful things that can happen to you that you will miss God's visitation. Missing God's visitation because you were engaged elsewhere. I've attended conferences where God has brought a word for somebody who is a member of the church. And that day, the word, the message came. And whatever God wanted to do, that person didn't come that day. The man of God does not know anybody in the church. I hear a name. I hear a name. Telma, Telma. Is there anybody who is a worker here? Call Telma. Say, oh, yes, 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 yes. She remember, oh, she didn't come today. And then the man of God said, oh, the Lord spoke to me, blah, 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 blah. And all those things were done behind it. And the man of God was leaving after that service. People have missed the visitation of God. So there are are certain things you initiate prayer so you don't miss that. And look, and there are certain things when you miss. Bruh, it is God you miss. It is not a man. 
when you miss God on an appointment, there are some things you miss and that's the end. You can hear it. Ah, ah, ah. You can hear the prophecy they gave you on the recorded version. And say, Amy, your house. But that presence and what God wanted to do that day. That's why listen to me and listen to me very well. I'm not oblivious of the fact that you, some of you don't own yourself, you don't own your company, but there are certain times. Do everything in your power not to miss certain apostolic visitations. I'm talking to you as a pastor. I'm telling you. I said I'm not ignorant of the fact that you are under somebody's authority, you need somebody's, but still within those same confinements, try your very best that you don't miss spiritual meetings when you could have stretched. You could. To somebody, some people, they behave as if if they miss work one day, the world will come to an end. The same person can get malaria. Malaria can make you not go to work and the company will still be there. And yet, when they have visitations, they have to pay a price, sacrifice not to miss it. They will have an excuse. If you have your, if you have malaria, will your boss carry you to work by force? That's an abuse. There are people who work in companies that got sick for months. The company didn't fire them. They waited for them. Oh, welcome back. Oh, people go and give birth and take what? Maternity leave, huh? For months. Some work from home. I'm not saying for days, but for months. But sometimes you talk as if the world will come to an end if you miss one day. There are people who plan to go to work. On their way to work, they told them their mother is sick. There's an emergency. And they have to call their office and say, I was coming and something happened, so I can't come. Was that the end of the world? A word to the wise is enough. I said, they are setting. Look, when Pastor was talking to me the last time, we spoke and he said, can you imagine somebody was there when Jesus said they should tarry and wait for that Holy Ghost? But that person, the day they think him, they were not there. A serious matter. Why is Luke telling us 120 people? He wants us to know that even if out of the 400, Oh, today Michael is not here. 120 minus 400. He's my working calculator. All of our workers is here. When I say, Michael, where is the, oh, Pastor, 47. 120 minus 
400 is what? 3 what? 2 what? 280. Bam! 280 people miss. Look, uh, they miss us after 2 verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one room. Then suddenly appeared, sat upon their head, and they all began to speak. May see only 120 people. Jesus didn't put a number. There is nowhere. Jesus said on the day of Pentecost, only 120 people will first get the first impartation. He didn't put a figure. Why do we have only 120 people? Because somebody was just feeling a little headache. And they felt instead of coming to church, it is better to sleep and take paracetamol and come the following day. Ordinary headache. Sometimes, you know what the devil does? He will try to distract you and see if you... I have felt pain in my body before service and use the pain to come and by the time I step in here, the pain disappears. And some of you will bear witness it has happened to you before. Sometimes when you decide, oh, because of this stomach, I won't go. The moment you decide I won't go, pain will disappear. <laughs> yes! Sometimes you have to take that step of it. And I don't know why. Who did this to us? The believers think when they are sick and it's a Sunday. They can't trust God for healing in the service. Ah! God, please, write it in capital. God does not only heal on Holy Ghost service day. Some people even Holy Ghost meeting. When they are in pain, they won't even come. Who says you need hands to be laid on you first before you can be healed? The word of God is power. In case you don't know, when God's word is being preached, the power of God is being exhibited. You, it is, your problem is, it is how you believe. If you believe, if I can just sit in the presence of God, I'll be healed. The Bible says a woman that had bled for 12 solid years tried different kinds of concussions, different physicians and doctors. She said to herself, all I need is proximity with the Savior. If I but, but touch the hem of his garment, I don't need his hand. I don't need his hand. If I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Okay, so I am having severe knee pain. I've taken painkiller and lying on my bed. The pain is still there. What is the difference with taking the same painkiller and coming to sit in the meeting? The difference is understanding. You think, I think when I lie down. But when you come here, do you come and jump? The same sitting, you are sitting in front of your TV and changing channels and you are not finding anything interesting. Holding your remote and pressing, hey, now the Ben I am you show you. 
Let me say Tuesday. And you are finding nothing. That same hand you are using to do this, you can use it to be flipping your Bible. And whilst they are singing, in the presence of God, the power of God can touch you. Be wise. Be wise. I'm telling you ahead of time. The devil is an old fox. His strategies are always the same. Sometimes before a convention, before a program, before a spiritual something, there will be a distraction. Something will happen. Somebody will intentionally put their barrier at the table. <laughs> Somebody will intentionally put their program to squeeze you. They will intentionally put a board between. They will intentionally something as a distraction. It's a fact. Your car can be verified for whatever reason. Overheating. So that you have an excuse. He's giving you a valid excuse. Oh, it's not that I didn't want to come home. See, all my clothes are ready. The one I wear on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I don't know what happened. My engine. The engine oil just finished. <laughs> Be wise. Look out for all obstructions. And I'm telling you, when you are able to ignore the obstructions, you always thank God you didn't miss. It's always happened. It's always, always happened. I've seen it. These few years I've been in Christianity. I have seen that any time something supernatural is about to happen, the devil will bring distractions. somebody in my office play i it's amazing she would never cause problem except it's a service day and i have noticed it so today oh i said today is sabbath day if you like do all the nonsense in this world i won't say anything because sometimes what the devil will do is to distract you. I remember the last convention. I, I made an announcement on the platform. I was there. The Lord spoke to me clear. That tell the people to watch out for distractions. So as I said, be sensitive. The morning, oh, okay, when we're going to do our 10-hour prayer. The morning of the day we have decided we are going to pray for 10 hours. Brother has decided he wants to go and look at how his father's land is doing. To say hello to the land. For whatever reason, oh, a land that is lying down, he went there that day. There were people there called Langas. They say, hey, he's a land thief. They took brother. The next thing, brother spent the whole, how many hours? From morning till 
we have started the prayer from at the police station. He that the land belongs to, he was now arrested like a thief. And I'm saying that you know you have a spiritual activity coming up. If you don't go to the land on that day, will the world come to an end? Could have gone even the next day. So watch out. The devil will want to use things to distract you. Watch out for distractions. Be focused. Keep your eyes on the ball. You have come to do an honor to pray. Why? Because we know that this coming week, God has a sure word for our life. God wants to do something with me. And I will not miss it for anything. So I am sensitive. I am sensitive. So I initiate prayer. So that no distractions. No distractions. I select the things I get involved. I select my but I select that. I select. I know. Me, myself, I've taken a clue. Consistently. I think this is the fourth time. A week to our convention, I'll have something to do with my uncle. Every, every, oh, it has happened. This is the fourth time. So I've decided in a week to our convention, I'm going to play football again. It has happened. Yes, it has happened. This is the fourth time. If you remember, I've taken actions. The last time I gave a testimony, you remember, it's been happening. Nobody kicked me. The last time, too, nobody kicked me. Nobody kicked me. In fact, on the pitch, I'm treated like a prophet. In fact, they call prof. Pass the ball to prof. They call me prof. So nobody kicked me. Brothers and sisters, I was just standing, going to receive a pass. The next day, brah! Distractions. The pain I have gone through in life. <laughs> Distractions. Anytime. Those who are close, just cast your mind. For the past, I mean, every convention. And it's always a week too. Because you're the main person. That all their lives are dependent on you. Even if I don't go to the park two weeks to the convention, will I die? Ah, don't worry. So I'm, you see, I'm talking to you by experience. They just happened. The other things, if I tell you, it's happened. I just got a love letter again. Yes, the letter, the knee, they are so consistent. They are so, co- anytime something big is about to happen, 
the bank I've not heard from for more than one year sent me a love letter. I said, no, I won't open it after the convention. I also reply. I don't want this touch. If I open, then the whole program, you will not be concentrating on what is being said. You will be concentrating on what? Are you seeing the wisdom? So you have to be sensitive to the things of the Spirit. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. You are given an assignment. The moment you are given an assignment, oh, then an opportunity will come. Sometimes you think it's an opportunity, it's a distraction. We think there's this role you can occupy. Just when there's an assignment to do something for God. They will bring you a big opportunity. And when you look at it, you are tempted. Sometimes a door you have been waiting for it to open. <laughs> Something you have been applying, they are not minding you. The moment you have started a commission, a work for God. And that thing will come. So that you choose. The devil will give you good counsel. Oh, but you can take it and even you see the church at this moment needs money. Sometimes they even need your money more than your prayer. <laughs> Why don't I do this? Be sensitive. Tell somebody be sensitive. I don't know why I'm, I'm saying this at this time. It's not, my, it's not part of my message. But I believe God wants somebody to hear. Not only people in this auditorium. But somebody who is hearing me. As you are listening to this message. Be sensitive in all your life. It happens consistently that any time something is about to happen, there will be distraction. That's why the people in scripture, when they know God is up to something, they initiate prayer. They initiate prayer. They initiate prayer. They initiate prayer. You can't miss that. So Luke tells us that they all continued with one accord in prayer. That is everybody, when you hear one accord, that means they had one mind. They understood that this is a spiritual time. This that which God has promised the Holy Ghost. Ha! What should they be doing? Having conversation. They continue the one accord in prayer. Is somebody here? 
to when you are born again. You must be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is doing. I said it is don't think it's coincidence that your hostel, you came from wherever you came from, whatever region you came from, and your hostel happens to be close to a church. That the church is so committed to souls and working for God. You can either see it as their burden or you can be sensitive and see that God is up to something. God is up to something. Why did that friend invite you to that church? God is up to something. You're just going to buy something along the way. You met a certain sister or a certain brother. And they spoke to you about the gospel. And brought you to this church. I want you to know God is up to something. God is up to something. Some of us, how you find yourself here, it doesn't make common sense. But I want you to understand God is up to something. God is up to something. And when God is up to something, there are things I may not understand, but what I am expected to do as a Christian is to initiate prayer. So even though Jesus didn't give them any instruction to pray, he told them what he wants to do. But they on their own initiated prayers. In the same book of Acts chapter 2, these disciples had received the Holy Ghost. Peter had preached 3,000 people. God saved, not attended the conventional. 3,000 new converts. They should have gone to sleep. If one evangelism can bring 3,000 people to church, you should go on Facebook and start pasting pictures. The disciples did not do that. Though. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, what did they do? Acts chapter 2, the verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. And they continued Note that you went to campus, you had one person, five people. When the numbers increase, we don't relax. They were praying before the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost came, they continued doing what? In the apostles' doctrine, in the apostles doctrine and, fellowship, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers, and in prayers. 
They prayed. They didn't stop prayer. That means success does not make me pray less. They continued. As our numbers are increasing, we will pray more. Continued in prayer. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. They went up. Look, the fact that people were coming does not mean Peter. Peter is not saying, I preached one day and 3,000 people got saved. So I have arrived. says, Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. They didn't miss prayer meeting. That means, look, from chapter 1 they were praying, chapter 2 they were praying, chapter 3 they were praying. Chapter 4, they were persecuted, stopping them from preaching Jesus. In persecution, what did they do? Verse 23 and 24. Acts chapter 4, the verse 23 and 24. Mm-hmm. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. 24, can we all read it together? Ready, go. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with what? One accord. And said, Lord, that God, which has made heaven and earth. That means they prayed again. The disciples of Christ prayed. The new converts prayed. That is why new converts, those who Peter preached to, in Acts chapter 2, that 3,000 men got saved. He says in 42, that they that believed. So it is not only the 120 that were praying. Go back. Acts chapter 2. From verse 40. Acts chapter 2 from the verse 40. Okay, 41 because of that. Verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. They that gladly received the gospel were identified with them. And the same day they were added. And the same day they were added unto them. How many people? About 3,000 3, souls. souls. And, they and the 3,000 souls with the 120 continued what? Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So you don't just get, you got born again, so what? You should go, allow you to go and sleep. We are going to prayer meeting. We are going to cell meeting. There is no stopping. Are you here? I said when they were being persecuted, they didn't have crisis meeting. So what are we going to do? They just prayed. Some people can spend hours discussing issues and spend minutes praying. Or making prayer confession. <laughs> you have spent hours talking the problem, but you spend minutes praying. 
when they were let go, the first thing we saw them do is to pray. Is there a lesson there? That when issues come up, the first thing you need to do is to pray. First thing. Sometimes even before you want to come and see pastor, pray after before. This I have to talk to pastor about it. Spend some minutes pray. Initiate prayer. Are you getting it? Before you talk to it, a challenge you. Before you discuss, Father, I thank you. I know you are in control. And I know I'm coming out victorious. Then you can pick your phone. Pastor, can I see you? Pastor says, Oh, I'm not free today. Let's see Wednesday. Whilst you are waiting to see Pastor, you don't sleep. You pray. Is somebody here? So that's why I said they seem to know what to do. The people in scripture, the believers, they seem to know what to do. In Acts chapter 6, when there was murmuring between the Greeks and the Jews, Acts chapter 6, look at verse 1. Acts chapter 6, the verse 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. See, the moment people, look, that's human, ah, human institution. Maybe any power will be, ah, no. Somebody will be offended. It's not strange. And the Bible makes us know that when the number of the people are increasing, the annoying part of it is that they have recorded for us to come and read that Eziban Tokan Oko. They were fighting over food. It's there. You read. Renaki, read. So it's not only you who fight over food, though. A year historic. Asori Kenke Kakra Kenke. I remember we used to have a guy in church. We, anytime we did programs like that, I brought food for workers. And then one guy, very interesting guy, he came to me and said, Pastor, me catch us at Jibodite. Pastor Queen said, Me dokrona me did three. He said, Pastor, Pastor is aware that he, the king, he always gets three. But you have given him only two. Hey, Bray. <laughs> Oh, see, Pastor Yahweh. And I said, you were doing Yahweh. You were a here, Pastor. So, until I said, I'm going to Say it is on his register and his membership card. That he, KK, it's three. Three is, is by his name. <laughs> Unfortunately for Brother Kwame, he was also called Kwame. Ah! Kwame. Oh, see, David, 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 David. So the confusion, or oh, I have to go and talk to Sister Jubilee. That our dearly beloved Brahmin, Trey, is on his name. <laughs> Please read. 
Acts chapter 6, the verse 1. Uh -huh. And in those days, and in those days, and in those the days the when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring. Oh, oh. Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. You know it is food too. Then the twelve called the multitude of the, the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should we will, ah, you are disturbing Pastor Obakenke. Wherefore, brethren, that we should leave the word to come and show who will take how many kinky balls. How many says? So, therefore, brethren, what do you do? Look ye, Look ye amongst yourselves. Among you seven men of honest report. Ah, full of the Holy Ghost. Just a doctor, chakra, and you hear people who are full of the Holy Ghost who are honest. Hey, we are seeing same those who <laughs> have you seen the qualification for sharing food? No, no, take it again. Hey. Yes, why we are? We be best to be a money brack of you. Yes, some people if they are sharing their food and they see their fiancé, they will give all the fish head. Hey, and empty so bro, yes you. I do understand every day they are giving me the tail of the fish. Eh? Yes, she has never given me the head before. Hey, fish head. Anyway, to us, where he says, Look among you. Wherefore, hey, please note, you can't just come and be sharing food in this church. You have to have this qualification. Wherefore, so if you are not chosen to choose to share food, understand you don't have the biblical qualification. Therefore, wherefore, <laughs> brethren, <laughs> look ye out among you. <laughs> Seven men of honest report. Hmm. Everybody knows that you are genuine. You have good report amongst the people. Uh -huh. Full of the Holy Ghost. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost before you share food in church. And wisdom. Because sorry for the way somebody will quarry with you because of cocoa. Those days when we do fasting, we used to break with cocoa. Hey! Coco fights that sister if he has suffered in this church. Coco. So when we break the fast at six o'clock, then I gave free coco. Hey! The issues I had to settle because of coco. Oh, Dabi. Continue. I didn't read this. <laughs> now I know. We may appoint over this business. They have to be full of the Holy Ghost and what? Wisdom. Wisdom. That means in sharing food in church, you need what? And people, they can leave church because of food. And yet they didn't come to church for food. The apostles said, that's where I was going. The apostles said, we will not waste our time on serving, but we will dedicate ourselves to what? The word and what? Prayer. The word and prayer. It's very, very important. Are you here? So they knew what to do, which was initiate prayer. Right this, we said that. Mm. 
never be subsumed even under the greatest needs. Don't relegate prayer. Write it this way. That they knew that the initiative of prayer must never be subsumed even under the greatest need. They knew that the initiative of prayer must never be subsumed even under the greatest need. So it goes with that saying that they seems to know what to do. Then the next was Paul. Apostle Paul. Paul was a Pharisee. And he was going somewhere to kill or to arrest a, a, a believer. But after his encounter with Jesus, Jesus never said to Saul, go and pray. He just gave him an instruction, go to this house and I'll show you what to do. But Paul saw, Paul, or Paul saw, spent three days after praying and fasting. He knew God wants to do something with his life. When you know God wants to do something with your life, you initiate prayer. When you know God wants to do something with your life, you do what? You initiate prayer. Is somebody here? Take note of this. If God speaks to you, I'm talking about when you need to initiate prayer. One, if God speaks to you, when God gives you a word, if God relates to you, if God gives you a mandate, one, if God speaks to you, Two, if God relates to you, if God gives you a mandate, if God gives you an instruction, if God gives you a responsibility, take note of the things. I go back over again. I say, one, if God speaks to you, if God relates to you, if God gives you a mandate, if God gives you an instruction to do something, if God gives you a responsibility, you must know what to do. You must know what to do. In Acts chapter 13, is where they say, separate me, Saul and Barnabas, for the work which I, the Lord, have called them. Look at Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Menian, which had been brought up with 
Herod the Tetrach and saw two as, as they ministered minister to the Lord and fasted, and fasted the, Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas separate, and Saul, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work, for the work I which have, what where until I have called them hold on he says separate me they didn't go to Facebook and write what a prophecy what God has intended for my life. Look at verse 3. And when they had fasted and they had prayed, they laid us on them. They sent them away. So when God spoke to them to separate Saul and Barnabas, the next thing you see them do is what? They fasted and prayed. Don't forget, he says, they were fasting and praying before the word came. And when the word came for them to do an assignment, they still prayed and fasted. Are you getting that? So when God gives you a word, you initiate prayer. Let it be a culture. Anytime God gives you an instruction, a word, pick it up. In prayer and fasting. Are you here? Pick it up in prayer and fasting. Finally, I want to tell you this as I wrap up for today and we pray. That you cannot create a short race in a long race. You cannot create a short race in a long race. What do I mean by short race? Short race is, wow, what a night. Oh, look at the numbers. After your cell meeting, you are getting too excited. It's a long race. Pastor says somebody was calling him and worrying him. So, what is your numbers now? How many people are you sitting now in your church? The pastor gave a very wonderful answer. I want you to write down, never forget. Pastor said, the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. And the work of God has just begun. The whole earth will be filled with the word of God and the work has just begun. So I'm not interested in giving you numbers at this time. The work has just begun.
So we don't start giving numbers at this early stage. There is no short race in a long race. Know that ministry is a marathon. Ministry is a marathon. Some people at this, your youthful young age, you're always thinking about how I can't wait to go on a vacation and take a holiday and take a break. Break from what? What have you done? What have you achieved that you think you deserve a break? What have you accomplished that you think you need a holiday? Tell somebody the work just began. So we don't celebrate small wins. When you are not done, you are not done. Hear me. When Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. He said that when he knew he was going to be killed, but he said he needed to go to Spain first. And it is on record that historically Paul got to Spain and he reached all of Asia. Before he died. All of Asia. He reached there with the word of God. As a serious matter. Note this. And never forget. When Jesus said to the disciples then. Go ye into all the world. They actually worked at going into all the world. Take note of that. When Jesus said to them, in Mark 16, 15, go ye into all the world, the disciples of Jesus, they actually worked towards going all over the world. At their time, Ghana was not alive. Ghana is not even up to 70 years. So at their time, their world, when that instruction was given, they focused to make sure that the word of God got to their world. They worked towards it. So there is nothing like, Obi no. Everybody worked towards what God has commanded. And what they did was that is either they went all over or even people they have trained helped to reach everywhere. Are you here? Everybody did. So we have a commandment. We can't rest. We need to pray.
Are you with me? Yes. 